The new report on healthcare literacy has come out and, well, it looks just like the old report on healthcare literacy. Horrible. Are there things you can and should be doing to help your clients with this problem? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients, crush your sales goals, and build your practice. Learn more at shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman. You know, it is just absolutely amazing that every time we see a survey, whether it's Kaiser or RWJ or any place else, about medical plan literacy and about members' understanding of plans and whatnot. And these numbers don't change, which is really annoying, or ought to be for those of us in the industry. People don't even really know how to describe what a deductible is, much less anything more esoteric than that. And it's a problem, frankly, that as an industry, we've struggled with for a long time. We go to open enrollment meetings, and we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. And if you've been in the business for more than 22 seconds, you know that The only things that people remember from an open enrollment meeting is how much more my premium is going to be and how much more my out-of-pocket is going to be. And then they grouse, they file that stuff away until they have a medical event. And then they have absolutely no idea what to do. They're not conversant with the terms they need to be conversant with. And ultimately, they get an EOB, which doesn't really explain much, but they get an EOB that just drops them to the floor. So there's a huge need for reimagining how we educate employees. And we've asked Ben Hale, co-founder and CEO of Bright HR, to join us because that's what he's been dialed in on for some time now, and that's their expertise. And hopefully Ben can give us some tips about what to do, what not to do, and how to get through to members so they're better consumers and, and better informed. With that, welcome, Ben. Hey, thanks, David. Appreciate you having me on. Oh, my pleasure. So let's level set. You know, How do you frame the issue around benefits education, and why do we have such a problem? Yeah, so I think to really understand, you know, why I'm so passionate about this issue is I've worked for multiple different size companies. I worked for giant corporations and I've worked for tech startups that are, are, you know, just kind of getting started. It's kind of like the Wild West. And regardless of the size and how many people they had in the HR team and everything, the, the communication around benefits was pretty poor. And a few years back, um, I was working for a, a small tech company. And I had just had my firstborn. In fact, it was two months old when I got diagnosed with stage two cancer. And, you know, trying to navigate all of everything being thrown at you, not only emotionally, but mentally and physically, you know, the biggest worry on my mind is how am I going to pay for this, right? And there was benefits, but I I didn't know how to use my plan. I didn't even know what it was on, right? I didn't even know what type of health plan I was on. You know, so I went through surgery and and did chemotherapy, all while trying to raise a newborn who's going to pediatrician. You know, my wife's doing follow ups for you know uh, you know postpartum and all of that stuff. And and 
you know, trying to navigate that. And you, you kind of explained it in the intro is you get these explanation of benefits and it's like, I don't even know what these mean, right? How do I maximize my health savings account, right? And as I went through this experience, one, it was really scary. I'm okay today. I'm four years in remission. So everything's good on the health side. But as, as I went through this, I thought, I can't be the only person that has gone through some sort of traumatic event. I was 27 years old at the time, right? I, wow. I had just gotten off my parents' plan, I mean, you know, at 26. So how am I supposed to navigate this world? And, you know, I'm a millennial. And as we look at kind of the workforce landscape, you have, you know, you know millennials and Gen Z, and we have iPhones and Android phones and smart devices and, and you know, sitting down in an open enrollment meeting and having an HR team or the the broker team or the account managers and come in there and present on a PowerPoint presentation, guess how many of us are paying attention? Us as in millennials, zero. We're not paying attention, right? It's big terminology, like you said. It's deductibles and out-of-pocket maxes and you know networks and all of this stuff that we we just don't learn that way anymore. We don't we don't pay attention. There's too much distraction. And you throw in this variable of, of COVID, right? You throw in remote workforces, asynchronous schedules, you know, Zoom meetings or Google Hangouts or all this stuff, right? And how are we really supposed to educate employees on their benefits, right? And, and that's kind of a problem that I set out to solve is how do we do that better that we can provide a decision support tool that's that's easily accessible to a wide range of industries, right? Because there's you have construction. How many construction people are sitting at desktop computers or laptops, right? Everyone has a smartphone. So we have to reimagine the way we actually deliver a message of benefits education, right? And so, you know, I've been, you know, kind of mulling over how we can accomplish this and that's kind of where Bright HR came from. That's kind of the that's kind of the history of what it's from. Is the problem also exacerbated by the fact that we talk to folks once a year, but we don't provide information on an ongoing basis? Oh, a hundred percent. Right. So you look at open enrollment. So for an example, you have a January first effective date. Open enrollment's gonna be in October maybe November, right? That's not even in the same plan year, right? That's two months in advance. So by the time they even come into play, you know, how, how much are we really going to remember from that? And then we don't talk about them till the next open enrollment meeting, right? So it's a hundred percent of, you know, how do we continuously educate our employees, right, or, or the clients, or however you want to pose it, whatever, whatever position you're in, you know. And what's hard to do about that is how do we do that at scale, right? How do we easily distribute, make information consumable, where we're not sending out a paper benefit guide? Because let's be honest, no one's reading those. As soon as open enrollment's over, or even that day one, they're th- getting thrown in the trash, and. It's just not an effective way to do it. So, Dave, you're 100% right. There's, we need to be able to continuously educate in a way that the new kind of generation of workforce can understand and consume and utilize. 
Does it start with creating a broader stage, for lack of a better term, at open enrollment by using decision support tools that help people understand the choices and why they would make choice A versus choice B? Yes, right. And why that's important is we can start to drill down a little bit more on the specific content we need, even need to educate on, right? And so, you know, part of the tool that we've created in Bright HR actually gives that information to a team. It says, hey, you have X amount of people on the PPO plan. You have X amount of people on the high deductible plan. Here's all your HSA people, right? And we provide a foundation of data to say, hey, you know, there's a bunch of people, there's a bunch of your employees that didn't get the telemedicine question correct, right? They, they, they didn't answer it right. We need to educate on telemedicine and how it works or how, what is an eligible HSA expense, right? What do those contribution strategies look like? What is your network, right? Where can you go? What services can be provided, right? In the dental, the vision and the, and the medical plans, right? And so, right, one thing that we looked at is, what do we educate on if we don't know what people are enrolling in or, or what they need or where are those needs? And there's a lot of really cool resources out there and, uh, you know, mobile apps and, and, you know, a lot of the medical providers have mobile apps and, and there's a lot of cool tools, you know, kind of post enrollment that you can use, but how do we actually get those on people's devices to utilize them? Right. Well, and then how do you get engagement? Because, at the end of the day, for a lot of people, having just simply having a mobile app is the only difference between that and the paper stuff that we handed out at open enrollment is they don't throw their mobile app in the trash, but it's on their phone and they don't think about it until they or somebody in their family have a medical event. So we talked about in keeping this conversation going on a year round basis. When you do that, do you send text messages? Is that the, is that the, yep. the best way to communicate these days with given, as you said, the shift in the population? Yeah, it's not a terrible way, right? 96% of text messages are responded to in the first, you know, five to 10 seconds of them getting received. So it's not a terrible way. And that's, and that's exactly where our thinking is, is we need to be able to engage employees on the devices that they're on all the time. I mean, if you looked at your screen time, I mean, Apple came out with a feature that said, hey, here's how much you're on your phone. And they're trying to, you know, trying to limit that for us. But there's a huge hole two in the education that we miss and that's the spouses at home right how are we actually engaging them because then you look in the traditional sense of like an open enrollment for example right they're not attending but my wife at home she takes the kids to the pediatrician she's taking kids to urgent care she's sure. treating kids when they're sick right but you know if she's not aware of the plan we're on or the network or any of that, right? That decision right now is singular. An employee who's working, they're making the decision because it's too hard or too complex to sit down and go through a paper benefit guide or to right, remote in a spouse to hear the open enrollment. They don't, they don't have time for that. They're taking care of kids or, you know, they might be working their own job. So one of the things about continuous education is involving the spouse to actually understand the benefits too, right? Because now you have kind of two stakeholders in, in kind of understanding the benefits so we can reduce medical errors, right? We can reduce the expense of going out of network or going to the wrong provider, you know, and, and really understanding what, you know, the benefits are to, again, maximize the value of them for an employee. 
And now, a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. Visit us at shiftshaperstrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at shiftshaperstrategies.com. That's shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now back to our discussion. So what are the mechanisms that you use to start involving the spouse? Is it as simple as doing open enrollment or plan selection electronically so that they can do it at 1130 at night after the kids are asleep and they can huddle up and have a cup of whatever and do that? Or are there other modalities? Yeah, 1130 is late. That's for sure. It would be like 8 p.m. in my house, right? I'm almost asleep well, you got, you got at 8 p.m. Ones, as so. it is. Yeah. yeah, I got little ones. So uh, it's it's 8.30. But yeah, I know you're exactly right. So we have to digitize the open enrollment experience. We have to eliminate the need for an hour, hour and a half long in-person meeting that's done by PowerPoint. So what we've created is a shareable platform, right? So you can create a course, and this is a shareable course, and it includes decision support, it includes at a benefit education content. And once it's sent out, and it could be sent out right through text, email, Slack, Microsoft Teams, you know, whatever medium that that there's communicated, we built in tools inside of that to easily share it with the spouse. In fact, we make it like the first or second thing to do is welcome, hey, and send this off to your spouse. So by with a couple clicks of a button, you can actually text it out to your spouse so they can open it up. Right. And we've we've adapted it so that you can open it up on any device. You can go back and run as many scenarios through our decision support tool as you want. So you can go through like the doomsday scenario of we're taking kids to the emergency room or we get diagnosed with cancer or we have another kid or, you know, you can kind of, you can really play around with it. So again, you can make a decision together and say, Hey, I think this is kind of the benefits that we should, that we should enroll in. So how do you interact with, with advisors and what's the education process like for getting advisors out of that open enrollment meeting that they're so comfortable with away from death by PowerPoint (laughs) to a system where, they actually get the engagement that they really wanted in the first place. Yeah, that's a great question. So that's exactly how we position is we view kind of the broker team as we call them the kind of the gatekeepers, right? They're supposed to educate and they're supposed to help their clients do that. And they do a great job, right? But we can kind of define insanity as doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same results and sure. or different results, right? And so what we approach is say, hey, look, here's a new way not only to be competitive and provide something new, but you're going to see better results. You're going to see better employee satisfaction. So we don't take this directly to employers. We actually take our solution directly to the broker teams. And what we've seen is they have adopted it as their primary source of communication and decision support for their clients. 
And we've had some broker teams add over 200 clients in less than four months, right? So it's extremely scalable. And again, I'm not trying to sell here, but that's the problem that we're missing is if you're creating a paper PowerPoint or a, a paper benefit guide and a PowerPoint and all of that stuff, one, it takes a lot of time. And if we're just consumed by doing that, it's going to lose a lot of value and, and punch, right? We're going to lose the message of what we're really trying to do. And so by simplifying that process and making it more personalized, right, a broker team and the account managers, they're going to be able to deliver more value to their clients by providing a more personalized experience. How hard is it for you working with the broker team, the advisor team, to get over, at least with some members of that team, the we've always done it this way or the ever popular this is what the client expects. Yeah. Well, it's getting more competitive out there. And again, it's an adapt or die type mentality of, you know, look at COVID, right? Again, everyone went remote overnight. You know, no one's meeting in offices. How are you expecting to do this in a really effective manner? Right. So again, it's not always easy and it, it's an old game sometimes. Right. And they've done things the same way and, and they've proven results. But there is a, a, you know, I think a shift in mindset, right, of we need to come up with something better and more effective, especially in our circumstances. So we've positioned ourselves really well to say, hey, here's a really easy option. Your whole entire team can have access to it. Right. And the, the results that we've seen have been fantastic. And you're going to provide a new solution for a new type of employee that's out there to really maximize that value. Would you say kind of in a weirdly unfortunate, fortunate way that COVID has actually helped? <laughs> What's funny about what we've done is we were actually around before COVID and then you know COVID came around. And yeah, I think it's really exacerbated the need for a more digital solution and something that's 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 applicable to you know the remote employee and the construction worker and the retail worker and you know there's a huge chunk of you know personalities and and people that we miss doing it the same way right and so you look at innovation and you look at adoption and unfortunately this is an extreme circumstance but yes you're 100% right it has really proven the point that we need to change and we need to adapt the way we do things. And again, we've just positioned ourselves really well to, you know, kind of be that option. You know, it, it's a fascinating time because we've become more accustomed to doing things on computers and whatnot and, and talking to folks all over the world at, you know, at a moment's notice. The technology was always there, but there was this desire to do all of it one-on-one. -on -one. And I think maybe the, the whole COVID thing and, and the point you're making is that some of it still needs to be done one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, if I'm out selling yep. or if I'm out trying to help a client determine the best solution, I want to be, as my old GA used to say, eyeball to eyeball and toenail to toenail. But if we're trying to reach a whole bunch of folks, some of whom were not reachable, they weren't able to be in the room with us during open enrollment, and we want to drip on them all year long. The electronic way of doing it makes a whole lot more sense. And I, I wonder if people aren't just more comfortable with it in general because we've had to do it this year. Yeah. And again, I think when we kind of initially were coming out, a lot of people were skeptical of the idea, right? Like, well, that's so unheard of. And, you know, what about the FaceTime and, and all of that? And that's how we've always done things. 
you know, and, and like I keep coming back to is, yeah, but we're all used to using electronics, right? And again, we have to make the change to reach the people that we serve and everyone has a smartphone and everyone has a device that they can access the internet. And we have to do things differently to engage those people that aren't able to attend or circumstances that don't allow them to. And that's a great place to end our conversation for today. Ben Hale, co-founder and CEO of Bright HR. Ben, thanks so much for sharing your expertise with our audience. Hey, David, appreciate you having me on. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.